It's another Sunday Night in Comedy, and tonight we're checking in with Toronto's own Dave Burke on his debut album, Sexual Cactus, making his way from the Maritimes to the club circuit and setting his sights on the USA. Plus, our friend of the show, Giuseppe the MC, launches a multiple city tour and contest that sets out to find the next Italian comic. I'm Dean Young, and we're about to go Inside the Joke. Welcome to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to an all-new Inside Jokes right here on 640 Toronto. And as always, streaming everywhere on planet Earth where there is Tay Internets on Global News Online. Brought to you, as always, by our lovely friends at Hakeem Optical. Helping you spot hecklers in the crowd since 1967. It's good to finally have <laughs> normal plugs again. That's nice. That took us two and a half seasons of radio to finally do normal plugs. Uh, we have our producer, Vince Tedesco, on the line. How are you doing this week, buddy? Good. Where did that voice come from? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I'm very... I'm Welcome very to jaunty today. I'm very jaunty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I almost went Howard Cosell there a little bit. Uh, but it is, you know, it's kind of, it, we're sort of uh, getting back into the normal scene here in Toronto. We're out of festival fever. We got, we got a couple of comics here. We got Dave Burke, who is originally a Halifax comic, made the move to Toronto years ago, became a signed Yuck Yucks comic. He's a regular player at clubs, indie shows at Comedy Bar, regular fixture on festivals. Uh, also is setting his sights on Merca. So I'm going to pick his brain about that. And his debut album that he released, which I love this title. It's called Sexual Cactus. We're going to find out what that's all about. And Vince, another old friend of the show who joins us pretty frequently here on inside jokes our good friend giuseppe the mc is launching he kind of teased this up a few months ago when he was on one of our panels uh so yeah. now he's launching it this is this big it's a multiple city tour slash contest so he's hosting these shows uh he's doing stand-up he's setting out to find who is the next italian comic so i mean that'll be interesting vince because we always check in with the Montreal scene on this show. And of course, there's a huge Italian Canadian comedy scene there. There's a massive audience for it. We also do have a bit of that in Toronto. I mean, the, we, we have less of the comics doing it in Toronto, but we have the audience here. I mean, you always see whenever Sebastian Maniscalco comes to this town, it just like sells out in a heartbeat. Uh, the Montreal comics that bring those Italian shows here pack the places. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what kind of response Giuseppe gets heading out into other cities with this whole thing and where he finds these comics. Yeah. One on David Burke. Uh, I've heard of sexual chocolate. Uh, shout out yeah. to Come to America. Mr. Randy Watson. Eddie Murphy nailed that perfectly. So I'd like to know what sexual cactus is all about. I'm very curious where, what that term is. It's like chocolate uh, and prickly sort of things. I don't know if it's like a sex toy sort of thing. It sounds painful. Yeah. It's like, it's like that it's like that scene in seven was that a sex cactus i don't know Ooh, it's that's interesting uncomfortable at best uh which is sometimes dave's material he's a very sardonic blunt force instrument at times so we're gonna pick his brain about this album and a little later on check in with our friend giuseppe about this big tour slash contest and where he's heading out with that all of that right here tonight on inside jokes I'm a runaway son of the nuclear A-bomb I 
Welcome back to Inside Jokes, baby! Right here on 640 Toronto, and of course, streaming Canada-wide on the Global News Radio Network. Brought to you, as always, by our good friends at Hakeem Optical. Helping you see the world around you more clearly. Not that that's a great idea right now. still pretty terrible everywhere all the time uh but on a brighter note we have i i in seven seasons of this show or almost seven seasons of this show we actually haven't had this comic on here yet so it's about damn time but we got our friend dave burke from here in toronto uh hey a, a little bit i mean you've had i mean all things considered the last couple of years in comedy you've had a pretty busy couple of years i mean this year you recorded a gala at the winnipeg comedy fest which made its return uh, you've been your your album, which by the way, I do love this title, Dave. Sexual Cactus. Your album is on all the platforms. It's playing on Sirius. Uh, you, of course, are known to Toronto crowds as you know your regular feature feature on Yuck Yuck stages. Uh, you're a club guy here in Toronto. Uh, but it's it's good to finally have you on the air, Dave. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. It it's has been, been a busy time, which is funny going from being locked down inside with nothing to do to being busy again. It's kind of a was an adjustment phase for sure, but it feels to, good to now. go from nothing to everything. What do you do, by the way, during that? Because I mean, you know, here in Toronto, you're one of those comics that, you know, you came up in Halifax. That was your home scene. You're one of those comics that came to Toronto and you come here and there's a billion mics so you can run around all over the city all night, every night and just workshop material. Sometimes in great rooms, sometimes in awful places in front of three comics who don't give a <laughs> damn. But you can go and just work on stuff and hone, 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 which I mean, that's. You know, at times it feels kind of oversaturated in Toronto, or at least it did pre-Pandy. Uh, but mm. the nice thing about that is you just have all these places where you can go and just work on new stuff. So what was that like? I mean, you come back and it sort of went from zero to 100 because it's like everything was kind of shut down. Now, all of a sudden, you're going back to festivals, you're taping a gala, you're doing an album. Was there like prep time for taping something like that or recording an album? Like, what do you do when you don't have those mics to go running around at every single day? Uh, you know... It's funny. I, I was thinking um, at one point in the pandemic, I kind of just stopped writing altogether. As a comedian, you're kind of always thinking of ideas and you write something down in your phone and then you go try it at an open mic or at a show the next day or something like that. And, uh, you know, there was months and months that went by of, of no live shows happening. I wasn't doing any shows. And it made me think of this old Mitch Hedberg joke where uh, Mitch Hedberg said, oh, I was in a hotel room and uh, I thought of this great joke. But I was laying down in bed, and my notepad was on the other side of the room. So I had to convince myself it wasn't a great joke. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but there's a lot of those moments where a thought would pop into my head for a joke, and then I'd be like, hey, man, there's no point in hanging on to this. Just let it go. And uh, yeah, it was just me and the cat for a while. There was not a lot of preparation. It was just a lot of depression and sadness. But yeah. it kind of slingshotted <laughs> me out, because once there were shows again, I still have this attitude of like, I have to do whatever I am offered. Uh, yeah. Because I really, really just wanted nothing more than to do comedy again during that time. So I tried writing a bit and nothing really, you know, there's no place to work stuff out. I started writing short stories to let you know how dark it got. So that was, <laughs> my, uh, <laughs> that was my uh, pandemic experience, but it's been really good. And I think audiences have uh, really been enjoying comedy since we came back to uh, I feel like it's about a year ago that we reopened in the summer in Toronto. Yeah, um, around August of 2021. So it's been a, it's been a really busy, good year. So yeah, and I think for some, like, does it take a minute too to kind of get those sea legs back? Because you 
all of a sudden you're in front of packed theaters again and packed mm-hmm. clubs where, you know, you might have been doing a show either to like a limited amount of people or God forbid. Yeah. Zoom shows. I don't know. <laughs> you uh, <ever> yeah. <laughs> you know, I think it even took audiences a while for them to get their sea legs back because yeah. uh, people were awkward. People. um it was maybe like they were watching Netflix for the last two years. And then this was their reintroduction to seeing live shows and like, Oh shoot, I can't really talk during the show. And I, um, yeah, there was just kind of general unruliness. Um, but also just general, they are pretty, uh, pretty wild crowds. I kind of wish we could go back to that a little bit because now we're kind of seeing the typical summer dwindling of crowds. Um, but last summer it was, it was full steam. Well, even last, you know, we were talking to Gary Ride out at Comedy Bar last, just before Christmas last year, before our final lockdown happened. But at yeah. that point, they were opening up the second space here in Toronto. Uh, they were celebrating the 10th anniversary of the club. And he was talking about how, you know, now that we could have crowds back, every single show was selling out nonstop. People were just packing in because people were yeah. just itching to get out and see this again one thing i love and i want to get into a little bit about what this what your debut album is about too but i mean one thing i always love about your comedy is that it kind of it's kind of a left hook in a way because you seem like this very you're the guy next door you're just this very (laughs) even keel palatable just you know you're you're the average guy but then your comedy does like really sometimes go to really these dark sardonic places and really it's just like catches an audience when they weren't expecting it. And it's like, it really punches up the effect of it in a lot of ways. It's kind of funny because you come, you came to us. I mean, you've been in Toronto for years. You've been a Yuck Yucks comic for a while here. You've been on this scene for a long time, but you came to us from Halifax and a lot of great comics come out of Halifax and come out of the Maritimes, but it's hard to define what the sort of flavor there is in Maritimes comedy because in Canada we always talk about oh Ottawa cranked out all the greatest you know iconic Mm. Canadian comics because they were sort of coming from this place that was boring and bureaucratic the Maritimes has always been a huge comedy factory in Halifax especially but it's kind of hard to define that scene like do you think there's a lot of your of that background in your material now to this day um yeah, that's such an interesting question. I've never been called sardonic before. I'm still kind of just uh, <laughs> ruminating on that. Um, you know, I think uh, <laughs> I think still water runs deep, like they say, and I uh, I think I seem like a normal guy, but I'm I'm a lot more messed up than uh, than, uh, than I appear. And I think uh, on the East Coast, you know, people are all friendly and they have their reputation of being friendly and upbeat and stuff. But I think people are pretty dark over there too, really. Uh, I think uh, what I would say my my influence from the East Coast is people in general are funny over there. Yeah. And like if you're doing a gig in rural Nova Scotia, uh, there's guys in the crowd that have never done comedy before, but they're they could bury you at any moment. (laughs) You know, I remember getting into it with a heckler over there from Cape Breton, Nova Scotia, and I was just like taking a licking from this guy and I came off and uh, the manager came up to me. He goes, dude, that guy's got stained sweatpants on. Don't mess with him. You can't, you can't <laughs> it is <laughs> kind of true there's there's this sort of like joy of life that comes from the maritimes too i think where you know they people are kind of more casual about things they don't take things as seriously mm. it's not the rat race that the rest of canada is and especially places like toronto yeah uh we're gonna come back with more dave burke we're gonna get into his album sexual cactus 
absolutely my favorite album title I've heard in a while. We'll be back with more Inside Jokes right here on 640 Toronto. Hey, this is Dave Burke. You're listening to Inside Jokes. Inside Jokes, right here on 640 Toronto. We're talking to Toronto comic Dave Burke. New gala recorded at this year's Winnipeg Comedy Festival. He's on club stages. He's back working at Yuck Yucks. He's all over the place. And, of course, debut album Sexual Cactus. And before the break, we were talking about coming up in, you know, Halifax comedy, coming from the Maritimes. I don't know. It is kind of this thing out there, Dave, where it feels like you're not, they aren't isolated from the rest of Canada, but they're kind of like doing their own thing. It's Maritimes comedy almost because in Quebec you have that, but in, in Quebec you have it because of the language thing. They're trying to like preserve their culture. That's why we always talk on this show about how Quebec has their own little star system. Like they have, you know, the, people go to the theaters and watch Quebecois movies and they have trade papers and all that stuff that the rest yeah. of Canada does not. But in the Maritimes, it kind of, I think that's why so much good comedy comes from there because you're kind of, you're over there looking at the rest of the country and kind of just finding the humor in what goes on over here, you kind of feel like you're doing your own thing over there. That's kind of separate from everything else. Yeah. It's a separate culture. We definitely don't have that Quebec uh, culture of supporting artists. It's amazing. There's <laughs> artists in Quebec that are like make millions of dollars a year that we don't, we've never heard yeah. of before because they, uh, so that's incredible. I think Newfoundland might be a bit more like that. Uh, if you've ever heard of Mike Lynch, he's doing yep. stuff on Facebook and, gets millions of views and he can tour Canada and uh, Newfies from around, you know, if they're living in Alberta, he'll be able to fill up a show full of Newfoundlanders in Alberta. So, but man, no, I don't think Nova Scotia really has that same. uh, (laughs) We don't, uh, we don't have the same culture as Newfoundlanders do with uh, supporting, but yeah, it's a little bit separate from definitely from Toronto. Um, You know, I think uh, as someone that grew up outside of Toronto, probably the rest of Canada, makes fun of Toronto a little bit and this guy, man, they think they're, uh, so yeah, it's a little bit separate, a little bit of an outsider looking in perspective for sure. I can see that. Absolutely. Was Toronto sort of like when you're doing, when you're doing club work in Halifax, you're doing shows out there, you know, the way Canadian comedy always used to work. And I do feel like it's changing a bit now, but it used to always be, you'd sort of like climb to the top of your scene. And then every once in a while we'd see Halifax and Ottawa and Calgary and all these other cities just sort of, dump their headliners into Toronto and you'd kind of come here and in a way it was kind of like starting over a little bit because you'd be like you're a club comic out there and you're you're the top dog in your hometown but then you come here and it's like oh I'm doing I'm lining up at the central to do five minutes in two and a half hours and all that (laughs) you know and you'd see the look of horror on comics faces when they get here and be like yeah I'm doing this for other comics I'm not getting paid for this because it's but Toronto was always sort of the destination it feels like that's changed now. I mean, you've obviously, you've made a home here. You've become well-known here. You get lots of club work here. This is your home now. But do you think it's sort of, that's how it works anymore, where you need to, like, come to Toronto and that's always the goal now? I think it matters a lot less now. Yeah, I think it matters a lot less. I, I think I kind of took this path for comedy of, like, the old 80s club comic, which I don't think is a path that will exist for that much longer. But I did my first set at a Yuck Yucks in Halifax, and 
Within a few months, I was working professionally for Yuck Yucks. I was middling over there, and I just thought I was a great comedian. But in hindsight, they just wanted some local to not pay a flight for. <laughs> but, you know, I stunk. But I was, you know, and then when I moved here, I expected to be middling the clubs here as well. And I remember I emailed the uh, woman that was booking the club spots here in Ontario, and I was like, hey, yeah, just moved here. You know, I've been middling out east, and... She wrote back, you can go to yuckyucks.com and find out about how to sign up for Amateur Night. And I was like, <laughs> you won't even give me the email address for Amateur Night. I have to. So it was really like starting from, from scratch there. And I, I've heard the same thing with moving to New York. Uh, Nathan McIntosh is a guy from Halifax uh, who lived in Toronto for a while, did like a JFL TV gala and then moved down there and... Uh, you know, I don't think he was doing open mics, but I heard that he had to start over to some extent and kind of do the smaller rooms again and then slowly establish yourself in a new place. It makes sense, uh, I guess. Uh, when I moved here, I didn't mind that I was doing smaller things just because I was so excited to be in Toronto. I had never visited Toronto before. so. And it is a trade-off. Yeah, they do, but it, and to make the move like that, just bluntly jump in, like that's a that's a bold move. And it is kind of the trade-off. It's like, well... Yeah, because there is that feeling of like you. It's like when you're a Canadian comic and you you go to you go to New York or LA and you're like, but I did Hubcap and I did the you know Winnipeg <laughs> yeah. comedy. And they're like, we don't. What the hell are those things? Yeah, we what, don't what's care. Winnipeg? Go yeah. wait in line, <laughs> you know. And it's sort of in Toronto that used to happen a lot. I mean, we I Guy Montgomery came here from New Zealand and he's running around mm -hmm. till two in the morning doing open mics. We thought he was some open micer, and it's like we turns out this guy like has a TV show in New Zealand and is like a career comic mm -hmm. over there. Carol Zoccoli came here and like, we didn't know she had like a TV show and shit already in Brazil. And she was like a no name there. And she's just here hitting mics. And we're like, yeah, yeah just because yeah. we were so oversaturated with mics here for you, by the way. I mean, one thing I, I was talking to you about recently was you are one of those comics who you have your sights set on the U S and I know geography kind of matters a little bit less now, but for you, was that always the goal? And I mean, knowing what you just said, knowing that you'll go there, and you'll you'll have to pound the pavement again. I mean, it's it's sort of it's a tough slog in a way. Here you get club work and you're a, a rostered comic, but knowing that, I mean, was that always the goal for you? It's been the goal for uh, years now. I made a couple of trips down there, and there was one trip where I was really like, okay, this is what I have to do next. Um, but uh, you know, again, I think I'm kind of this old kind of club guy where I want to just do clubs down in New York. Cause I feel like that's where the best clubs are. Yeah. Um, but I think the, the future is the internet. Probably um, every uh, beginning. Comic it'll I catch on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think, it, I think it's catching on slowly. It's just changing the way that people do comedy. I, I see amateur comics get like a one minute clip, a 32nd clip of them getting laughs. And then they put it online. Yeah. There's, you can't really tell a difference between someone that's been doing comedy for 10 minutes and someone that's been doing it for 10 years because a 30-second clip can look great. Yeah. Um, and it kind of drives me nuts because I host Amateur Night every week at Yuck Yucks downtown, and the back of the room looks like uh, like a press gallery. Like, there's so <laughs> many. Each comic has a camera. There's, like, 12 yeah. different cameras. And they're all, like, nice multi-thousand dollar filming setups and with yeah. shotgun mics, and, and it's... Uh, I don't know. I don't, I'm not really that into that maybe because I'm just a lazy bones, but. Uh... It is so true though. I mean, that, that era of being the road dog and being the club comic in Canada, you're right. I mean, it, this is really kind of the, 
the twilight of that for sure especially after the last couple of years it's all just yeah. tiktok and followers and social media and you can you can be around for five minutes now and cut an album or or get something go viral and then but you don't care you don't care what other comics think of you even because you're like i don't care i got two million followers and i'm getting sponsorship yeah. now and i but just I think there's got to be some value to that old road dog there's got there be. there has to if and not, it, I'm, I'm in trouble <laughs> <laughs> And it is such a part of Canadian comedy. I mean, that really does need to be there. All right, Dave, I could go on about this stuff with you all day. But before we do uh, let you go, uh, Sexual Cactus, where can we find that? Where can we listen to that? Where can we find you online? You can find my album on all platforms. And uh, you can find me on stage. I'm touring basically coast to coast across Canada. So you can go to yuckyucks.com, look up my name, Dave Burke, and you can find out where I am. There we go. And of course, uh, when does that gala that you taped in Winnipeg drop, by the way? That'll be coming out in 2023. Uh, I'll be at Massey Hall on New Year's Eve as well. And uh, like I said, I'm touring like Halifax to uh, British Columbia this year. So check Beautiful. out the website. See Dave, do we have to listen here. to the album to find out what sexual cactus means? or? <laughs> No, it means I, uh, you know, I get a date once in a while, but I am built for the dry spells. A uh, little bit of moisture once every six months is all I need to survive. So, uh... what a metaphor! <laughs> I love it, Dave. I mean, I love this man. You got a full calendar. You got a special dropping. You got an album. I mean, it's it's nice to see all this stuff and see you back to doing what you do. Thank you. Man. And uh, I hope you do. Canada would would be missing out, but I hope you do get to make that move stateside. Dave Burke, thank you so much, man. Thank you. It's been a pleasure to be on. Always a pleasure, my friend. We'll talk to you soon, buddy. Hey, it's John Paul, the island hipster. And while I'm trying to avoid the Omarion virus and not catch the Rona, I'm listening to my people on Inside Jokes on 640 AM. Welcome back to Inside Jokes, baby, right here on 640 Toronto. And of course, as always, coast to coast, Canada-wide on the Global News Network. Thank you again to our buddy, Dave Burke. Don't forget to catch him on stage at Yuck Yucks Clubs across Canada. Check out his new gala dropping in the new year, uh, taped at the Winnipeg Comedy Festival, which is back and is a thing again. And of course, his debut album, Sexual Cactus out now on all platforms but we are flipping gears that i love that album title so much sexual cactus sexual cactus see the reference the metaphor made so much sense uh we're switching gears now we got an old friend of the show uh regular on the panels with us our good buddy giuseppe the mc with a new it's a, it's a tour slash contest uh that you kind of teased up a little bit we talked to you a couple months ago it's kind of funny by the way giuseppe because you know we check in with you every once in a while Usually you're a pretty busy guy. There was a period during the what we're calling the pandy where you were kind of like, you know what, I'm taking a bit of a break. You were just focusing on family and friends and sort of waiting for things to come back. But now you're back in a big way because last time we talked to you, you were doing this huge theater show. Now you have this whole contest where you're looking for the next Italian comic. So what's what's this whole thing all about, man? Yeah, so uh, you are right. I, I had taken a, a break. I mean, I had no choice. None of us really had a choice about taking no. a break. <laughs> and I, and uh, although a lot of our, our peers uh, uh, did some great things online, I uh, I just I, I didn't want to do it. It wasn't for me. I, I wasn't comfortable with that. And then, you know, overanalyzing this whole uh, during that break. So, OK, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? 
Uh, do I want to come back and just jump into what I was doing, which I could have been doing, which would have been great for me? Or do I want to do something I've always dreamed about, which was what we announced, uh, you know, last time I was on the show. Thank you for having me then. Thank you for having me now and all the other 50 times you've had me, which has been wonderful. Um, uh, the arena show. So, you know, that was a big dream of mine. But uh, in the meantime, I've also had this other dream. I'm, I've always been a big dreamer to do a contest called the next Italian comic. Yeah. And what it is, is uh, a competition that is going to be, it's basically uh, open to all Italo Canadese, so uh, all Italian Canadians, right? Um, across the country. I know this country has more talent and sometimes our, that talent is not given that opportunity. Sometimes that talent is not, you know, everybody always says to somebody else, hey, you're funny, you should be on stage. Yeah. Right. And they don't take, you know, they, you know, sometimes, and all of us as comedians, we've all heard, oh, so many people tell me I'm funny and I, 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 sh I should try stand up. Well, now, now I'm putting it to the test. So, you know, this invitation is out to any and everybody who, even if they have a little bit of experience, is okay, but I'm really looking for some amateurs. I'm really looking for someone to give them a chance. Uh, someone who needs chance and this competition will be judged by uh many italian comedians uh and uh, and it's 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 based on um yeah finding new people and i believe that a lot of people will come out uh so far i've had uh, i've announced it uh a few few weeks ago just to, actually did uh, in the middle of just for laughs i announced it while it was occurring and um, so far, we've had applicants across the country. I have, I have an applicant out in Vancouver. I got applicants in Montreal and a, and a bunch in between. And, you know, I'm putting up a lot. I mean, at the end of the day, the winner will be performing at uh, the arena show. You know, yeah. they're not going to get a half an hour set. You know, we'll be on for five to ten I mean, it'd be in. interesting if you do give them a half an hour straight out the gate. That would be... Uh... Yeah. <laughs> the moment of their life and the worst part of their life watch them yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, and then people walk off my show before i even get on stage but uh <laughs> no you know it depends we're gonna see their 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 uh capability you know yeah. at the end of the day um, i've had many comics uh that weren't comics uh, uh join me on shows like I, I seen somebody online that i just thought man you know they belong on stage like uh nick messina you've had him on the show a few times yeah. especially on the montreal he was funny online and then i saw him and I, I called him up one day uh hey listen you gotta you're gonna open up a show for me and you know it took me a two months to convince him and not only did he uh, end up doing the show but he you know he did 20 25 minutes and he killed he did amazing well and another one yeah, it's I mean, another one we've had on Eric D'Alessandro. He started off online, built his followers there. Now he's switched over to doing these live shows and, you know. Yeah, that's right. It's interesting too. I mean, you've opened this thing up to the entire country, coast to coast, all of Canada, even Oshawa. It doesn't matter where you're from. Yeah, <laughs> even there. I mean, I had to get a, a permission from that, that city, but uh, it worked out. And uh, there's also a bigger grand prize besides opening up. Yeah, uh, the grand prize is five thousand dollars in cash. Yeah, which so, is a five-year salary in Canadian comedy, by the way. That, so. Yeah, and I, I said if I'm going to do something besides the, uh, you know, the actual opportunity, because yeah. I would actually do the opportunity for free <laughs> myself. 
if someone gave me the opportunity to perform in front of uh, on a big stage like that, I would, I would do it on my own uh, yeah. without a dime. But, you know, Italians like to hear cash. And uh, <laughs> and, so, and it's actual cash. I'm going to give them five grand in cash. You know, they, they can deal with their taxes later, but, <laughs> the, the you know, and um, and plus there's some other great perks as well. But, you know, and so the, the competition, the way it works is people apply right now on nextitaliancomic.com. They head to uh, they head to the website to fill it out. I'm using the exact same casting call as many other casting uh, like like Canada's Got Talent and such. Yeah. You know, why reinvent the wheel? They, they have the platform. I use the same system. And um, by November 10th is cut off. And then at that point, hopefully there's many applicants. And then I can, I'm going to vet them, you know, decide, you know, who really has what it takes and not interview them. I got to make sure they have at least rel one relative Italian. It's almost like entering the mob. Like you got yeah. to do some <laughs> sort of, you know, and I'm going to make it fun. Like, uh, you know, I Just can record them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Record them, maybe interview their parents and see where they're at and stuff like that. And and then I actually have a, uh, a comedy uh, course uh, for all of them, like a one one hour Zoom for all of them to to train on, you know, how to write, how to write comedy and uh, and so on. So that's by a school named Malpanzando, which is amazing. Uh, they've come on board to do that. And then and that's it. And then come the spring, once I've vetted the once I've uh, vetted who's going to be on the shows and I say shows because I'm going to have one in Ontario. I'll have one in Quebec, let's say. And if I have enough applicants out in the West, I'll do one in, let's say, Vancouver, or Calgary. Yeah. Um, then uh, we do live shows and then those live shows will be recorded and people will be able to vote online. And then from there, we'll decide who the ultimate winner is. And well, and you're kind of tapping into something too. I mean, we were, you know, we, we were talking earlier in the show about how, a lot of our friends in that Italian Canadian comedy scene in Montreal, there's a huge following there. They sell out theaters and it's not a niche thing. I think a lot of people in Canada kind of go, well, that's a niche specific. No, it's not like they pack audiences. They make this stuff relatable to everybody. And it's, it's that approach. It's, it's finding these comics who might have the chops, but they might not, it might not occur to them to try and sign up for an amateur night at a club or something. And there's an audience out there too, that's going to flock to this stuff where we just kind of haven't tapped into that in the rest of Canada, even here in Toronto. I mean, we have a massive Italian Canadian community here and whenever comics like yourself, our friends in Montreal, American comics come up, those shows sell out because the audience is here. And I think, I think Montreal is kind of showing us what this could be coast to coast for a contest like this. So I'll tell you something that, uh, and you, you hit it really hard is that, you know, there's the, the, the Italian comedy scene in Montreal is huge. The Italian comedy scene here in uh, the GTA Toronto is pretty big, but, and you're, you're from Thunder Bay, right? Yes. So I'm not trying to brag, but yeah, there's a, no, it is. No, but I've performed in Thunder Bay. There's a massive community of Italian Italians out there. You're there is, yeah. One of them is funny enough to perform. There has yeah. to be one. There exactly. has to be one in Winnipeg. There has to be one in Nunavut. There has to be one somewhere. Yes. Yeah. And again, because there isn't the scene for Italian comedy in these other cities, maybe a lot of them don't even try out because they're like, yeah, no one's going to get my stuff. Well, now yeah. I'm saying, hey, someone's going to get your stuff and I'm going to fly you in in order for that to happen. And you know what? Maybe that'll open up opportunities where other people from Thunder Bay, I'm just picking your city, uh, other people from Thunder Bay say, hey, you know what? If he did it, uh, I can do it. And now there could be a big comedy scene out in Thunder Bay. for the Well, and it, it is one of those 
it's the old, if you build it, they will come thing. I mean, and Thunder Bay actually is a great example because there's a massive Italian community. I know, I'm related to half of them. There you go. Mark Anthony yeah. Sagoga goes up and does shows there all the time because when he does, he can pack a room because there's all these Italians that come out and just want to watch his stuff. Um, and then the rest of the white people up there just like his Doug Ford videos. I think that also is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah. love the Doug Ford stuff. No, but it is true. It's this whole, you know, you're, you're going to find, I think you're going to find people out there across Canada especially in sort of the places that we don't pay attention to as much in comedy in between the major scenes and the major hubs. I think you're going to find a lot of, you know, hidden gems out there. You're going to find a lot, some, some people out in the prairies and stuff that they don't have a club in their town that they can go and sign up for an open mic night or anything like that. That's and right. I think, you know, it's going to be a platform that a lot of people didn't have access to before. That's right. And that, and my, my hope is, again, I'm always envisioning bigger and better is that this is the the trial trial run this Ita next italian comics the trial run for a bigger competition which i hope to hold uh the following year which yeah. is the next next ethnic comic uh so you know uh opening up to and that involves any ethnicity even if it's uh white you know like uh, yeah. irish or scottish whatever that's an ethnicity too you know what i mean like why not i would love to have comics that celebrate their irish culture uh, comics that celebrate their Tunisian culture, I, everything. Yeah, and we have one bigger competition, I, and I think that'll, that'll create more uh, attraction. You know, I put it out there. You know, uh, you know, because I'm trying to get this thing televised. To be honest, it's not televised yet. I do have a, uh, you know, some people that will promote it online on the, on their news. Uh, sorry, on TV on the news. But you know, can I get this thing televised? You know, the next Italian comic, they're thinking a little bit more narrow, which I understand. I mean, you're only, you're saying you're only want Italians to apply but no once i open up the ethnic then it says well now that's across canada because obviously this country is made up of so many beautiful ethnicities that why not right but again that's i'm putting it out there and i'm glad to, uh, i'm putting it out there on here and i'm only i've only mentioned it here uh so far so uh who knows maybe the, the gods are listening the ethnic gods are listening so yeah you know what we're gonna put that together as well but well, in the meantime fun. yeah the, in the meantime this next italian comic uh, is what I'm focused on. And uh, again, I have uh, incredible uh, people on board that will be uh, judging and uh, it'll be fun. I think it's going to be a lot of fun and hopefully it turns out it warrants somebody fantastic. And you know what? Even though we end up finding one winner, yeah, there will be other great comics that come out of this and maybe have opportunities well. every everyone wins giuseppe all right we're, we're gonna come back with more giuseppe the mc and wrap things up right here on inside jokes hey i'm sammy farid and you are turning up the heat with inside jokes Mambo Italiano, hey Mambo, Mambo Italiano, go, 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 you mixed up Sigiliano, all you calabrese do the mambo like a crazy with a hey, Welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on 640 Toronto. We're talking to our friend Giuseppe the MC who is on a quest to find the next Italian comic. It is funny though because you kind of mentioned this earlier. There's two things that always happen when you're a touring comic in Canada. There's always somebody who comes up to you after the show saying either they're really funny or their buddy's really funny and they should do it. Most of the time, no, they shouldn't. Uh, and they will also say, do you know Russell Peters? That's the only, oh. the other thing you get asked. But it is funny because the, with what you're doing with the show, it's kind of, 
Russell Peters was interesting because he was one of those comics who he was talking about his background and his family life and his ethnicity, which audiences at the time would think, well, that's just, that's a niche thing then that's for a specific audience. But he was one of those comics that kind of blew that up and made it for a wide audience and made it relatable to everybody, no matter what your background was in Canada. You look at the same thing with Sugar Sammy. I mean, Montreal a couple of years ago at Just for Laughs, all of a sudden there's a murmur in the crowd. Oh, Sugar Sammy's here. Next thing you know, 6,000 people are just randomly standing in the square in the middle of the street to just watch Sugar Sammy because he just happened to feel like dropping a set because he's now, you know, a Montreal celebrity. So it is interesting. Like, you can kind of build build this comedy that even though you're looking for a specific thing, it can be very much wide open to, to just a cross-Canada audience. So, you know, uh, uh, Russell... Um... He did open the doors massively for ethnic uh, comedy, right? He, even though he was talking about his Indian background, listen, cultures are not that different. They yeah. really aren't. I mean, there's certain foods, certain things, and, you know, Italians brag, oh, we're the best. We do this, we do that. Then that Greek person would say, what do you mean? We do the same thing. You know, it's just a little bit different, right? Yeah. And, uh, it, it, and plus, a lot of people marry into our culture, too. So, you know, so many people come out because they can relate to what we're talking about. Sure. If I go speaking Italian, I'm not really, uh, you know, if I know the audience is very Italian, then I can punch a few lines in Italian, but you know, you got to know your audience as well. And if, if, if the people out there don't understand Italian, uh, you know, you got to tone it down a little bit, but they still get it. They still enjoy it and they still understand and they still have a great time. And um, you know, it was funny that you mentioned uh, Eric D'Alessandro. He is Italian, but you know, he, we performed here in Toronto once and I actually went with Vince and <laughs> we went to go, watch yeah. the show and then uh if something happened he didn't have an opener and then they're like hey can you jump on i wasn't even ready my hair wasn't ready i was like really panicked you know but, <laughs> but uh you know his audience was mixed his audience was mixed so i took my yeah. my show that i normally do for italians because i do perform mainly for italians and uh, i toned it down and uh they enjoyed it and and so yes of course in in terms of ethnic comedy it doesn't really matter who who's performing in terms of that ethnicity most people get it and they enjoy it and they love it because you're really what are you talking about you're talking about family yeah and uh everybody's got a family well and i think the i think the brilliant thing here giuseppe about finding italian open mic comics is you don't have to worry about anyone being shy oh yeah no <laughs> no, I gotta, I gotta cut them. Uh, it's like my mom uh, when I first uh, did my first show, which happened to be an hour show. <laughs> I went backwards in the industry. Uh, uh, my mom said, you know, because my show was about my mom, and my mom said, "What are you gonna talk about for an hour about me?" Yeah. The show's about her. I go, "Ma, I need about three hours to talk about you. I gotta cut it down." You give Italians a mic to give them out, give the Italians the opportunity to talk about something. You gotta, get, you gotta do the whole like, like right now on the radio where we're kind of just like speed up a bit. <laughs> Speaking of, by the way, Giuseppe, where? So, how does this whole thing work? Where can we, where can we find the link for where the shows are happening? If people are listening to the show and want to try out themselves, how do they get into that? What's, what's, where, where can we find this whole thing online? Very simple. Nextitaliancomic.com. The moment you apply, the only rule is you have to be uh, over 18 years old. Or, no, 18 or over, right? Yeah. Um, and that's it. And you apply and you, you got to be, you have to have, oh, of course, in that part too. You have to have at least one grandparent Italian, at least one. And then hopefully once the vetting processes that you, have, you can drop on your, drop on your uh, Italian upbringing. 
but uh, that'll all come out in the watch. But yeah, it's nextitalian.com. And of course, uh, you can go to GiuseppeTheMC.com to get tickets to this big show that the Next Italian Comic will be performing at, and I'll be performing at as well. There you go. And GiuseppeTheMC.com, that's where we can find your upcoming shows, yes, uh, that's right. the info for this arena show, all that good stuff. That's right. Everything right now, it's just the arena show. And I'm setting up the, after the arena show, I'm setting up the rest of the tour, which is Australia, the UK, uh, US. And I'm actually uh, performing in Italy uh, next summer too, which, uh, Beautiful. Will, which, uh, which is very exciting for me. You're back in full swing, man. Thank you, Giuseppe the MC. So don't forget to hit up GiuseppeTheMC.com. Hit up Next Italian Comic. And if you're listening and you think you got the chops and you have at least one Italian grandparent, go go try out. Go see if you make the cut. That is our show. Thank you again to our friend Giuseppe the MC. And thank you to Dave Burke. Check out his album Sexual Cactus. I, I want to say that as many times as possible because it's a great title. <laughs> that is our show. But don't forget, you can listen to all of our episodes online. We'll be back next week. Hi, this is Alicia Carusi, and you're listening to my aunt, Sandra Carusi's Comedy Rx. This week's Comedy Rx is Dave Burke. I was, uh, I was in Halifax when I got thrown in the drunk tank. That's where I was born and raised. And I was 18 years old, guys. Bit of a badass. Not allowed to drink, all right? I was at a uh, Staples work party, and... Uh, <laughs> I realized I looked like I was born to work at Staples. I don't know why... I'd have a better life there, probably, for sure, than this. Um, and work hard, play hard, it's a Staples motto. We got f***ed up, it was a big night. Um, back to school season was approaching, we had some, had some steam to blow off. Man. We, uh, Did not expect to even get in the bar. So I get there, and when you're alone with Staples, you're like, Staples, please, sir, come on in. Like, they're excited to have Staples there. So uh, I got in, and I drank two pitchers to myself in probably 30 minutes. I was just going hog wild. I was like, I'm drinking as much as I can. And of course, I got kicked out. I got completely just hammered. And uh, you know, when you're young and hammered, everything's like a challenge, you know? You're like, let's, let's run all the way home, bro. You know? <laughs> With your buddies, you're like, let's see how high we can jump in, like getting science and stuff together. <laughs> but I was 18, I'm older now. Now when I get drunk, it's a different challenge. It's like, I'm gonna need a Big Mac meal and not cry. Like, it's a different <laughs> challenge. You know?